Welcome to Oops All Apocalypse, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, here with a couple of my excellent friends. Hey everybody, I'm Brady and I play Book McCready, a super smart sleuth who has a new and terrifying fear of salad fingers. Delicious. And I'm Jacob. I'm playing Ocean. A gentle giant who is getting ready to start a new career in podcasting. With Johnny Hertz on the Johnny fives Hertz. and sevens and twelves. Johnny Hertz in Ocean Avenue. No place on Ocean Avenue. It's the only thing I could think of. Jacob, I don't want to dunk on you right now, but you really missed Ocean Waves. Ocean Waves. That Yeah, that would have been good. Ride the radio waves with Ocean and Johnny Hertz. That would have made a thousand times radio. More sense. Yeah. Ocean on the, Ocean wave. on the waves. That's really good. From the top. Let's do you got to say plural apocalypses from the top. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the, the thing is, is that apocalypses like the S's can blend together. So I won't hold it against you. Yeah. I just sound like a snake at the end. Like apocalypse. Nasty. We have a much better falling in love question than last week, which was lame. A lame-ass question about telephones. People don't even use those anymore. They need to update this for the modern era. It'd be like, before you send a good ball pick on Snapchat, you plan it out first. Oh, Was that too gross? Should I clean that up? That depends on what our audience ends up being, what our demographic is. This week, we're here to ask our two lovely contestants, what would constitute a perfect day for you? This is good. This is open-ended. This starts a conversation. I like this. I one. also like this one. Books, oh man, books perfect day. Waking up early, something that I hate to do. Waking up early, cracking a book, McReading it, going down to the soggy worm. Have Callista talk to him first, like she acknowledge him, and instigate a conversation that lasts more than three sentences. Maybe even asking her on a date even though like in this perfect day she's single which she's not in every other day going on a date with Callista would be pretty neat and then um i'm gonna say like hanging out with hanging out with ocean and like just building building stuff like i i I think he would like to just tinker around with the spider make it do some cool stuff and then ending the day with another book to mcread that sounds like a pretty good day i would take that day that's a pretty good day for anyone, I feel. I also choose your fake girlfriend. <laughs> Ocean's perfect day, I think, would consist kind of a polar opposite of the opposite of Book's favorite day. I think Ocean's best day ever would be to be alone in a deep, dingy cave, just as full of really interesting things. That he can just like spend hours just pawning over, looking, pouring over, looking at, putting in his car, stuffing through the things that seem like the most intriguing, just finding out lots of cool things down in the deep That also dark. sounds like a pretty fun day. I'd do that one. Just a danger-free day, too. Like, he no threats, nothing, just a smooth day where he goes down, finds a bunch of cool stuff, comes back, chills for a little bit, takes a good nap. Stu, can I guess your perfect day? Yes. Wake up like 11 a.m. Go to Shaggy's, get breakfast and coffee. Like 30 minutes later, go to Burrito Bandito, get a burrito and a tall boy. Then go to Sidetracks at like 4 p.m. It's a Tuesday and listen to the worst EDM you've ever heard. Yeah, that's probably pretty close to mine. Not Shaggy's, because I ate them every day for a year, and now it's disgusting to me. But besides that... It was it was always disgusting. I, I do like waking up early, though. I'm like that with book. I don't do it always, but I get a bunch of stuff done. That's a good oh, day for see, that's getting a bunch interesting. of stuff done in the morning. Because I assume, because I knew that, I know that you wake up early often, but I assumed that you hated it. No, I like it. I, I would actually prefer to go to sleep early and wake up early, but I stay up very late and wake up early. Nice. That's a good trade-off. That's a good compromise. But you got like nine-tenths of my perfect day, I think. Yeah. Bandito burrito for lunch, sidetracks for dinner. 
Their food, their food was actually very good. Yeah, we should pour one out for Sidetracks, who will not be sponsoring us because they are no longer an extant building. That's true. Wait, really? Yeah. Sidetracks is gone. Sidetracks is gone. R.I.P. Luckily, probably everyone listening to this lives in the same place we do, which I guess I won't say. But just in case, Sidetracks is a terrible—not a terrible. Sidetracks is my favorite building, but it's a dingy ass bar that also has music in it. It's a music venue. And it was my favorite place to be until it got destroyed this year, last year. So thanks, Brady, for making me sad that my perfect day can never occur. You're welcome, Stu. Do we have any books nooks since our last episode? Ah, you, books uh, nooks. Yeah, it's been a long new... time since the last book nook. Yeah, have you found any new apocalyptic media? No, no, no new apocalyptic media that I've consumed. Let's go for some old ones then. Is it true you've never played Fallout because you're an insane person? I've I never played Fallout, but I, I was always very interested in playing Fallout. Yeah, you should play it. You seriously never played Fallout? I played the phone app. I played the terrible, awful phone app. Fallout Shelter? Mm-hmm. They yep. came rocked. It was horrendous. <laughs> I played it for like three days, and then I was like, why am I, why am I wasting my life away? I, as a way too young lad, I played Fallout 1 because the box was dope as shit. Had some cool ass dude on the front. Bought it from Target probably when it was like down to like $3 in like very early 2000s. Probably didn't run on my computer very well. I was too young to understand this game. All I remember is that I was constantly dying when nothing was happening. I've beaten it since then, but I'm thinking either I didn't understand radiation (laughs) or I was just playing it incredibly wrong. But I remember I kept like having to restart the game. I would be like when I was very little, I'd play it and be like, this is pretty fun, very complicated. And then like all my characters would die and I had to start over the beginning. And I didn't know what I was doing wrong. Never figured it out. Eventually gave up and then played it 15 years later and loved it. I would say that sounds like every video game experience I've ever had because I'm I'm very bad at video games. Yeah, so Fallout, um, definitely I'll give it a try. And I'll get back to you guys on if I like it. Next week, yeah, tell us if you liked. Go ahead and play Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4 with all the DLC and give us a quick review. You got it. It's not quite a Not like I'm employed. (laughs) Not for long. (laughs) Um, And with that, (laughs) back to our story. Last time we wrapped up your guys' first nice fetch quest into Subtropolis where he went and retrieved a through-the-earth communication device for Johnny Hertz. He was very happy with it and paid you handsomely. You guys are pretty much back in town, and we're kind of starting a new arc here, so we're going to pull out the beginning of session moves. Are there any lovely moves you guys have before we should roll for scavenge? I have. Give me your visions. Yeah, I get to roll and see what you're, uh, what you can do to me for my visions. As a reminder, I roll hard. On a higher, I roll the less points Stu has to spin to screw me over by triggering visions. So everyone's hoping for a low number here. Let's see it. Honestly, I kind of like having the low number. Six. Oh no, it's an eight with a plus with my hard with my hard. Seven through nine. MC holds two. That means I can spend two of them, like I did previously, to immediately cause a vision anytime I want, which can be in a time of intense action or where it'd be very useful for him to have all of his faculties. Or I can spend one twice to during a transition scene trigger a vision. So he's not in danger like any of the times where we kind of go, okay, we're moving to a new place or moving, jumping between characters, stuff like that. Um, We can trigger a vision. So I will remember those. And use them. Additionally, if you have three at the start of the session, uh, you must begin the session by by Okay, then we can move to rolling scavenge. So you guys are in the same scavenge categories you were last time. This roll will tell us what is easy and what is hard. What I'm going to do this time, though, since you guys are currently flush with cash, even though you're living life the same way as before, you have a sudden influx of money. So I'm going to give you guys advantage on this scavenge roll. So what that means is you roll three D6 and you get to choose the two highest ones and add your modifier to that. Very exciting. Okay, I'm off to a bad start. I got a two and a one. So So we roll. Okay, that's actually an eight. But with my scavenge, that brings it down to a seven. 
I think that's still a success. So I rolled a one, a two, and a four, and I have minus one. So my I have a five. I still failed. Okay, an utter failure, even with advantage. The dice sometimes just are giving us something more interesting than yeah. we even could hope for. On a seven to nine, you're allowed to ask me what's easy and what's hard, and on a miss, you should be prepared for the worst. That's what's going to happen to you, book. Holla. Okay, what comes easy is Beethoven, your good, good friend, comes back with a haul. He happened to be in Subtropolis about the same time as you, actually. He drives this flatbed truck that always has this very suspicious tarp over the back covering something large that no one is brave enough to try to peek into. It <laughs> comes back towing this sled with a bunch of huge double-plated uh, windows that look like they were ripped off of the skyscraper. And he comes bringing this back into town. And he is selling them to people for money. It looks like he has gone into town, literally ripped the windows out of some buildings, and brought them back for trade. So how difficult would it be to take that and fashion it into a new It's going to require some work, but you definitely think you have the right materials and you know how to... Fucking giant thunder exploded. I heard that. I was talking. Certainly got picked up. Yeah, certainly got Discord picked up. Discord didn't even mic. filter in. The shit was that. But yeah, you think you definitely have the materials with him. You can afford it with some of the money you've made. No problem. And uh, you think you have the expertise to do it. It'll take some time, though. It's not going to be like pop one out, pop the other. Yeah, it'll probably be another session or so. I'm Ben. <laughs> another or one story roll and a several hours later. Yeah, no, you'll be able to. I would say the next time you need the spider, it's going to be good to go. We're going to stick around the town for okay. a little bit here. But yeah, by the time you're going to need it, you'll have it. Sounds okay, good. what's coming hard right now is the power available to people. Hickory has been extra stringent on the energy allocation to everyone right now. You see throughout, uh, as you're trying to work on this, your lights go out every freaking 20 minutes. Like, you're in your shed uh, trying to fit this glass onto it, like trying to get the right shape down, cut it out, create a framing for it, and it is very frustrating to work on. Every 20 minutes, your powers go out for like 40 minutes. Um, and this is definitely more than usual book right now. He's basically keeping your power off. You don't know what's causing this, but he's giving you like trickling just enough to be able to survive. But all day you're trying to read your fucking books. Can't do it. You wake up. You're like, today may be the perfect day. I got some money in my pocket. I'm good to go. You open this book. You're so excited. You're like, I got all day to do this. I got to recover. I'm a little sore from some of my scrapes before open this book, get halfway through the first paragraph in the back of the book. That's wonderful. And, uh, and of course, I just burnt through my last candle. Yes, your last candle. You're like, I don't need candles anymore. I'm an electricity boy. I'm a zappy boy. Did you guys have any harm on you? I do. I have two I boxes. Did. That's still in the area where it heals by itself, right? Yes, after six, you need medical attention, but you're before six, so you can clear those out, actually. You're going to have enough time around town to relax, cover up your wounds, and be good to go. So, Book, you have enough money. Your, your main goal here, why you went and collected some of these funds, was to try to obfuscate the Jeep from belonging to the boxcar children. Yes. Which you acquired during our short intro romp of Splash Splash Boom. That is correct. But that was your main goal. You also rolled really bad on Scavenge, so it is not going how you hoped. I'm going to say you're able to do this, but the Jeep looks the opposite of how Book would want it. What does it look like? So what Book was looking for was sort of this this camouflage for uh, the cave environment. So I was picturing a kind of a, a gray base coat with black and light and darker gray triangles in sort of a zebra-esque arrangement so they're not all the same size they're not all evenly spaced and instead of making that more making the jeep more difficult to see in a cave environment it is now the most glaringly obvious thing that you would notice even when it's surrounded by stalagmites and stalactites yeah it looks like what's the name of the pattern for uh houndstooth oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I yeah. Know it, it looks like Houndstooth. that it's gaudy as fuck <laughs> it's the colors you want, but 
Yeah. So as I, I want to ask you, so was that something that I did myself? Was I unsuccessful in getting Frida's help? So if you want it to be, I was, yes, you were unsuccessful in getting, uh, you tried to contact Frida, which is not something that is very easy to do. Uh, usually they contact you first, um, but you tried to reach out and you were unsuccessful in this amount of time. It seems like they are busy with other things. You haven't seen any new art pop up recently, but it seems like they are busy. If you want it to be a similar pattern, but gaudy, like we kind of talked about like Houndstooth or something like that. Uh, that would be you had to hire someone else to do it and they just did a bad job. Another option you could go with is you only had access to like one color of paint. So you just had to like paint it. <laughs> you primed it and the shit's solid white and <laughs> waiting for other coats. Oh, I think that, like that I think that's a much better option. OK, yeah, you, you went to go buy all the supplies you needed and they had like primer and lime green and nothing else. And you're like, well, I can at least buy this for now. Right. And you got it. To make it look different, you had to uninstall the lift kit. It's less lifted than previously. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the worst thing that can happen to a Jeep. <laughs> less lifted, smaller tires, solid oh. white now. Still a good Jeep. Still runs well. Uh, and you think it's definitely not as obvious that one of the boxcar children would own it. They couldn't just go and point it and be like, hey, that's my Jeep. Um, you could make a somewhat cogent argument that, no, this is a different one. Is it a matte white? Because I'm assuming it's a matte white because it's the uh, primer. Yeah, which is pretty cool still. Yeah, that's not the worst thing in the world. Ocean, you are, um, you're able, the only other thing wrong with your truck was the fuel line, which is very easy to replace with the amount of money you have. There's fuel lines laying all over the place. You just buy a new one, pop it in there. And you're looking pretty good. Um, so is what would you guys be doing? I kind of want to dig into this Ace of Spades, the Queen yeah, of Spades. Thing. I agree. Um, can, okay, so I'm going to start off by saying, so uh, did Ocean visit me or did I visit, visit Ocean? So that we can I have a conversation feel... about what we want to do today. So yeah. so the Jeep is at Ocean's place anyway. So while uh, you're painting point. it. Good You'd point. probably be there. I, I have a question before you guys talk. What are you guys going to do with the cool, cool hot mixtapes that were given to you by Crandall? Oh, I'm putting that in the uh, glove compartment of the Jeep. The glove compartment? Yeah, you Jeep. have one too. You both have. We're, I'm assuming that they're version. identical music. Yes, they're both Vessel by 21 Pilots. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I, that's so funny because I, I have a 21 Pilot CD in my car permanently in the CD player. It's the only one you need. Well, that's their best album, so why isn't it that one? It's uh, it's Trench. That's good if you like random ska songs thrown in. Okay, so you guys are together at Ocean's Place. Yeah, I think it makes more sense considering <laughs> your Oh, cave. yeah, mine has no power. <laughs> um, so Ocean, Ocean just said to me, uh, mentioned uh, investigating the ace of spades or sorry the queen of spades i nod my head and say yeah the only issue is i think we might the only person we have positive confirmation of knowing anything is frida because they made that artwork referencing the queen of spades what about those cards that you found oh yeah that was at the bar right could we yeah could we hit the bar up and figure out anything about because that was how many how many days would you say have passed? If you're not doing this immediately when you get back, if you're like trying to work on your cars a little bit first, it's probably been two weeks since you first went into that bar. You guys were only in Subtropolis for two days. Yeah, that that might be a good option. And you have a pretty good rapport with that bartender. So maybe we can kill two birds with one stone, pay off your debt to the bartender, and I was just about to say, I think and, I need to go pay my debt get back. Some information. I like it. Let's uh, let's hit the road. Who remembers the name of the bar? Was I do. it the something with a leg? The broken leg is what it was called. I a hundred percent called that by memory. Good memory. Not by checking our previous episode notes. Excellent memory there, Ocean. Oh, so you guys are trying to head to the broken leg and just collect some information. You're heading there. Yeah. You know where it's at. You're in the relative safety of the town, but you do see someone who is known to cause some problems. Uh, you see someone by the name of Pistachio Jones. Do we recognize this guy as the guy that took a scorpion shot? No, that was Beethoven. Pistachio That's Jones right. is one is the right hand man of Hickory Fleek. 
Hickory likes to only make his presence known when he's trying to make a statement. Like, he doesn't go around town and talk to the normal people very often. He he likes to it to be a somewhat traumatic event when he shows up. The man doing his day-to-day work is Pistachio Jones. He's keeping people in line. He's being the voice of Hickory. He's the one who will go try to shake people down. Um, and you see him doing similar things to that roughly on the way to your bar. Can we hear what he's saying? I'm, I'm not very sneaky, but I would like to try and listen in. Yes, yeah, so you want to try to listen in without being seen? Yes. Um, who wants to do yeah. that? I think I'm going to let Ocean take point on this one because I think he f- flies under the radar better. And I'm just going to I'm going to try to work with the information he gets me. Yeah, I'm just kind of since I'm quiet. So we'll see if I'm, I'm going to casually just kind of start walking. I'm going to walk by basically like go around the corner and like kind of say behind okay, the corner you move to get closer towards pistachio jones i'm gonna do an act under fire for you okay oh that's pretty good a that's ten. a 10 that means you do it okay you're able uh to get kind of around the corner from him uh you're just casually are walking around trying to look like you belong there while still listening into his conversation and you hear him basically uh shaking down someone he says that uh They've started collecting a portion. He knows when people go scavenging and they come back successfully, they need to provide some financial compensation to be able to be part of the community. And he's trying to frame it in a way that says, hey, we're all working together here. We all should get benefits from the people who are able to go out and collect things. Is that something that we would be pretty well aware of? Uh, No, this is a new new thing. It's a new thing that we haven't heard of. Yeah, you've never had to pay that before. He's tried to like he tries to get money from you for the power and things like that. But this is a new tax being levied. He's he's basically imparting a like a a scavenging tax or a scavenging levy. He's the damn sheriff of Nottingham. Yeah, I'm going to kind of lean over to um, to book and be like, hey. Maybe we should try and keep our future scavenging on the down low. It sounds like Hickory's trying to tax it. This is something that directly impacts us that we are not a fan of. So we should probably take him out. I'm kidding, obviously. (laughs) Take him out as kill him? (laughs) Yeah, yes. It's like, take him out now. (laughs) Inconspicuously in a crowded street while he's talking to the knife. Speaking of, I actually just marked an improvement. Excellent. So, uh, do you want me to go ahead and take that now, Stu? Because I know what I would like. Yes, if you know you want, go ahead and take it. It could be useful. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the hold your own move from the volatile playbook, which allows me to count as a small gang while I'm in combat. That is awesome. In earlier versions of this, this rework burned over is uh, they kind of cleaned up some of the language to make it more appropriate for all audiences. In First and second edition, it was called Not to be Fucked With, which I think is a little more accurate than just holding your own, (laughs) where you literally count as a small gang in any battle you're in. So if you're up against one person, it's like them having to fight two or three people. And if you are against two or three people, that is a fair fight for you. You're able to take them on without any downside. Um, And that also still helps you when you're outnumbered. You basically are always treated as a small gang. So if you're fighting a medium gang, it's only one tier above you and a large gang is two tiers instead of. That is uh, that is super handy, especially because I will be a very little assistance in those fights. Yeah. So now it's like you have instead of one and a half people, you have three and a half people on each fight. (laughs) Beethoven needs to needs to watch out because there's a new big boy in town. I bet Beethoven probably has this move if I was to be a betting Imagine man. Imagine if Beethoven just is Frida. That would be the twist of But the if that century. were the case, then Frida would not need us to um to scavenge for them. Yes, it's throwing people off the scent, you know. Let me get these two chuckle fucks to pretend to get stuff that's useful. <laughs> Give these guys an inflated sense yeah. of ego. Um, okay, you have that now at this exact moment. So do you think that comes from your past do you think this is something that has like opened up within you that you always had within you and now you're just you've been in some dangerous enough moments you've seen some weird enough shit that now you're like yeah i think i think actually it's probably more in the line of that from the last uh outing that they had you know ocean's a pretty big dude and from going out and climbing through the sewers and chopping a creature's arm off and all that stuff he's more aware of his size is more like spatial awareness so he's more able to like utilize his body i'm picturing ass. that 
that this added experience dealing with gangs just made you realize like like mentally like oh i could take them <laughs> from seeing like, it's more gangs. of a mental block than a than a capability block yeah <laughs> you saw the people yeah. in crandall's first floor and you're like i think i could take <laughs> all of them at once <laughs> i saw crandall and was like what is this how is he a warlord he'd be a warlord <laughs> So, are you guys going to try to get past Pistachio Jones without being seen, or are you just going to waltz by him? You're closer to him, so I think your behavior is going to determine mine. I don't think... Or we could, like, <sighs> shoulder past him, bump into him. I was about to say, I think I want to make my presence oh, known. Too. Yeah, I don't think I want to... Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I like the idea of, like, not, like, in a way that's, like, actually trying to hurt him. But a very way where like I bump into his shoulder to make it obvious that I know he's there. Okay. As I walk by him. But I don't want to stop and talk to him. I just want to keep uh, this on This is going walking. to be a confront someone roll. Confront someone roll. Oh god, I'm not very good at confronting people. Yeah, this is plus aggro. <laughs> Sounds like it though. This is when you confront, intimidate, threaten, stand off, or bluff someone. Yeah, intimidate I guess is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make it look like, hey man, leave this dude alone. I'm here. All right. <laughs> Let's see what I do. I'm nervous. I'm not the most aggressive. Yes, so this is plus aggro. Oh, that's bad. That's okay. Four. I'd like to help. I'd like to try to help as ocean tries to gently bump into him and make it seem like it was by accident. And he accidentally rockets through him like a bull. I'm going to stumble after him and go, I'm sorry. We're in a rush. He's having a baby. <laughs> Okay, that's just... absolutely insane. I love it. <laughs> now, not like he is about to give birth. Like his, yeah, his like we're rushing to the hospital. Like we got to get you know, there. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little more sense. I was thinking actually, you're saying I was having. A okay. Baby. Great news for you. That's also going to be a confront someone. Fuck. Because that's you trying to trying to bluff him. Maybe I should buff a aggro next. Considering how often we seem to roll aggro, maybe I should get rid of this negative. I one. like you guys failing it. I think it's fun. <laughs> it's, it's... Speaking of, I gotta mark that. I rolled for it. I like it because in this game, when you fail, it's not like you just can't do something. It's like fail forward yeah. kind of thing. It always results in something. Yeah. Something happens that pushes the score. I got a seven. Oh, shit. No. You got a seven minus one, which is known as a six. Oh. Uh, yeah so what you said oh. is accurate as you try to gently kind of just you kind of want to graze him you want to keep your same movement going forward not like he like running into him but you don't realize your own mass compared to this guy pistachio jones yeah. is a pretty stout dude but he's a good head and a half shorter than you he stumbles forward not he didn't notice you at all and he was at like leaning a little bit forward towards this guy trying to make himself seem imposing. So he actually falls to the ground and has to like catch oh, himself with his hands and he gets all dirty. The dirty ground comes up on him, messes up his very shitty uh, suit he's wearing. Book starts stammering some ridiculous excuse. But before <laughs> you can even get to the part about having a baby, he's like, you quiet. And you just feel in your soul this man staring at you and his position of power over you and it just makes you shut up for just a second he gets back dusts his pants on his feet and he goes now what the fuck do you think you're doing here all right I'm don't try you and know who i this. am i'm gonna try and spin this into a different direction now because <laughs> this has failed so poorly i'm gonna turn to him and be like look man Stop trying to intimidate the little guy. Pick on somebody you're You know size. I'm Pistachio Jones, right? I know who you are. I don't care who you, you don't are. Care. I'm tired of all this taxes you keep levying on us. It doesn't make any sense. I was sense. about to come to you guys because I think you owe a little bit yourselves. I don't think we owe anything. I heard that you were down in some tropolis and you were collecting all sorts of things and you came back with uh, pretty heavy pockets. I think a little bit of that belongs to the town itself. Oh, we already gave it back that's, to the that's town. That's not what I heard. That wasn't for us. That's not what mm. I heard. I think you owe us about um probably a car battery, which you know is an absolutely insane amount of money. Pistachio, I'm 
I'm sure this is just one big understanding. Yes, it is an understanding. I know exactly what's going on here. Sorry, did I say understanding? <laughs> I'm sure this is one big misunderstanding. Why don't um, why don't you come grab a drink with us at the Broken Leg, and we can sort this all out. So I can be poisoned? Hey, we won't be serving the drinks. You you know you what's the bartender's name again? Juniper. Or I know everyone in this town. Book and Ocean. Well, why don't uh, Juniper's gonna be serving your drinks? I'm sure you know each other very well. Why don't we Why don't we go sort this out? And as a in a sotto voce, um, the reason I'm doing this is because I think I remember Sue saying that there's no weapons allowed in that bar, and the only person who has a weapon is that guy. So I'm hoping that if this guy's packing heat, he'll respect the rules of the bar, so he doesn't try to fuck with okay, us. Okay, give me basically. a sway someone roll. Hell yes. Okay, let's roll it. Nine plus two, eleven. Okay, on a ten plus, they have to choose, set reserve and skepticism aside, and go along with you, or explain to you why they must refuse. I must refuse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm not going into some random place with you guys. I don't have time. I'm a busy individual. I really, really need to get on and collect some more taxes. So if you guys could go ahead and pony up, pay me what you owe. We can just go ahead and get moved on. As you can see, neither of us have a car battery on us. So it looks like we'll just have to cross paths another day. Well, I know right where you live, so uh, we can we can take a quick sojourn that way. And let's go ahead and hand it over. Speaking of where I live, if you're so worried about what we're contributing to community, I'm a little worried about what the con- community's contributing to me because I haven't had power in two freaking weeks. Oh, why would I pay taxes to a community that isn't giving me power? That's coming from Hickory himself. So you're going to have to bring it up with him. Yeah. So what's that about? I thought you were Hickory's right hand man. You said yourself. You just say that's right. Ocean. You just said. So let's let's get some. Let's 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 talk about this. Let's go get that drink and let's talk. I'm not going in a bar with you guys. That's absolutely ridiculous. Then turn my power back on. You may be able to get some power back when you pay the appropriate price for your scavenge. I think we're at an impasse here because I'm not paying a tax until I see some lights on. Well, there will be repercussions to this. I'd love to see it. Okay. Ooh. Jotting it down. He pulls out this thick notebook and he writes uh, quite a lot down looking at you. And he's just making this face just like, okay, okay, okay. I imagine this guy having like really large oh, jowls. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I am too. Massive jowls. I think I'm. I would like to take this opportunity to just to walk away. I'm not going to give an opportunity okay. to say anything else. You move away. He's taking note in his book something, and you move. Are you following emotion? Yeah, I'm following. I look back. I give him like a glare, but I keep um, you going. You see, he's talking into a walkie-talkie. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna turn the book and look. Well, that didn't go as smoothly as I hoped. Yeah, I may have my my temper may have gotten the best of me there, but um, I really if he's gonna run back to Hickory, let him run back to Hickory. We might as well, well, we might as well stick around this bar for a while. We don't have anything yeah, to give. I just I won't mind being in a place where uh, weapons aren't allowed. So let's let's hustle. No, let's let's get let's let's have a bar. I still would like to learn about this uh, ace of, ace of queen of spade queen of. Ace of Queens, Queen God, Queen of Aces. Nailed it in one. Queen of Aces. I'd still like to learn about this Queen of Aces and, thing. Uh, and book, book looks at Ocean. Queen book of looks at Ocean space. and he pats his back and he goes, let's go, buddy. <laughs> just a little flustered. I'm sorry. Anytime Hickory just pulls these I know you don't like confrontation. She's not right. The words couple of jabronis from behind you. <laughs> As you continue <laughs> onward, <laughs> he's squeezing this town dry. You make it to the broken leg, not accosted during that short jaunt, um, and you open the bar. And I think every time we go into this bar, I'm going to have you guys read a situation. All right. So it worked <laughs> okay. so good last time. Who wants to do it? Who's going in first? Ocean's generally the one that goes in first, just because he he's he more. Uh, it's, yeah, he's just a little bit. More sturdy. Okay, yeah, you give me a read a situation. And it gives it's a good opportunity for you to read situations, which is what book normally does. Oh, that's pretty good. God, why can't I roll? That's okay, a 10. You get to ask me three of these questions right now. I'll start with the, the standard. Who or what poses the biggest threat? As you go threat? in this bar, 
you spot two people sitting at the bar actually and drinking. Uh, one of them has a face that has a very bad burn wound on it, on it, and the other one is like their whole right side. Like you see his shoulder; he's wearing a tank top, and his shoulder and arm is just like disgusting, like completely boiled boiled away. Like this is a wound that needs medical attention, but he's just sitting at a bar drinking. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> I was about to say, why does everyone who hate us all on this one street in bars? Well, hold on, these are these these are chaos cultists. So maybe they have a no harm or a lot of harm, no foul system. Who knows? It's chaos. Maybe they'll respect you more for beating the shit out of them. Do I see this, Stu? Yeah, you see it when you come in. I think. Can we try to sit in a corner? Like, do we have to get our drinks at the bar? <laughs> is what I'm asking. Uh, no. They have people who come around. Uh, but we want to talk to the bartender because he probably has the most info. I'll let that tie into my next question, which is who or what represents the best opportunity for me to find information on the Queen of Mentally, Spades? you know, Juniper, the bartender, generally knows people, especially since Book saw some. He collected the cards in the bar. You think you have a good idea of maybe who they belong to, who is there. That would normally be the answer. But you see in the corner is someone sitting at that same table that book had taken all the cards from. And it looks identical to the painting that you saw from Frida. Oh, oh man. Shit. So they are in the corner, probably. You think that's most likely who was called the Queen of Spades? Oh, fuck. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, fuck. Last, I should say. Oh, damn. Uh, last question, what or who should I, or I guess it's just as what should I be on the you lookout You see for? that they notice you come in and their eyes lock on book and they reach down and they pull out a weapon, which isn't allowed in here normally, but Ooh. you see there is a, one of those short katanas that only weebs know the name of. Uh, Wakazashi <laughs> or whatever. We check. Either a Wakazashi or a, or a yeah. Tanto. <laughs> I know that from Morrowind, actually. That's okay, that's game. fine then. Can it you explain why you know it, Brady? Because <laughs> I like swords. <laughs> Listen, I've n- I the only is after the last Airbender is not anime, right? Uh, depends on who you ask, but by all technical definitions, it shouldn't. Okay, be considered. that's the closest to anime I've ever watched, except this uh, the new Cyberpunk show. I did watch that. You haven't seen Family Guy. <laughs> So I'm definitely um, okay. Actually, there is an American show uh, that is actually very close to being able to be called an actual anime, and that is oddly enough, The Boondocks. Oh, yeah, because The Boondocks was made by a Japanese studio. Yeah, just produced by an American company and written by American people. But all of the animations and the art and all the stuff was done by a Japanese. So this weeb knife, a Totoro, is that what you said? A Tonto, Tonto or a Wakazashi? If, so is it like, is it a short sword or is it a knife? It's like a knife. Okay, then it's Tonto. This Tonto that uh, you see them pull it up and they flip it around like they're going to throw it. Like it's they're holding it in a position where they can throw it. Okay, well, I have... Oh, shit. Do you have the cards with I have with one you? of the cards with me. Maybe you can hold it up. Ooh. Like, I mean, I can't tell you that because I'm not technically. <laughs> I just imagine this is all happening very fast. You can nudge me like grab the card. I don't know. Do we have enough time for that, Stu? Or are they are they like winding yeah, up? No, they're not. You're not watching them like grab it, flip it around and wind up to throw it. They have somewhat surreptitiously, like you wouldn't have noticed this if you didn't roll this Rita situation, taken it out of a sheath they have on their uh, ankle, bottom leg, the lower <laughs> leg region and uh flip it around but they're still like holding it under the table so they're just prepping basically they're okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna nudge book and be like hey you got these cards yeah and then i'm gonna motion with i'm gonna nudge my head that way in their direction i got one of them what should i do with it (laughs) i think we should show it to her i think we should just raise it up right now don't make eye contact but just hold it up in her general direction And let's walk over to a um, seat. Yeah, I take out the card and I, I, I flash it. Yeah, you hold that card up and you see their eyes narrow like a little bit. Those Avril Lavigne eyes. <laughs> they God, they're just so hot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say just a little. the idea of this person threatening us 
but also being the most beautiful person I've ever seen, Book is immediately in love with them. Callista is dead to him. Get out of here, <laughs> Callista. Callista no longer best friend. <laughs> New best friend. <laughs> they hold the knife still, but they kind of lean back a little bit and they wave you over. How close is, are they to the the people book gotten a friendly balloon? They are in, with? if you remember the first time, there are this Fuddrucker size uh, corner tables and the door is right where you come in. You met Johnny Hertz in the one in the far right corner from you and they are sitting in the one in the far left corner. So you actually have to walk along the bar to get there. You guys could take some awkward snaking path to try to avoid. <laughs> I'm just going to try to walk on books outside. I'm going to walk. I'm, Book is going to walk outside of Ocean to try to stay out of view of the Melty yeah. Boys. Let me use my mask to Okay, It sounds hide. like you are trying to hide. So I'm going to have you roll a try something challenging roll. Oh, not again. Just, just uh, sorry, just book. Not Ocean, again. you're just walking normally. You're fine. Yeah, I'm just walking normally. Um, though I do know what book is doing. Yeah. I do yeah. get what book it is doing. It may give you so an opportunity to help, yeah. I got a nine yeah. minus one. I got an eight. Eight? Do you want to oh, risk helping us? I was about to say, is there any benefits? I'll helping go ahead and tell you? you the cost before you have to decide. Because this it's supposed to be very open with like when you make your decisions it should you guys should be fully informed so the cost for this is going to be uh the queen of spades or the person you think is known as the queen of spades at this time <laughs> is going to be suspicious of what you're doing they're going to notice that you're doing this and you're kind oh of like going down so their opinion I definitely of you, think you I is should... going to be i definitely think i should try to help then because i think we want to be on good well or terms. we could just not do, you agree do it right or you could fail it, yeah. No, no, no. So if we just if we decide not to go through with it, we fail. You fail the hiding from them roll. Yeah. Uh, do you, okay? Do you want to help, or should we just fail the roll and and because they're chaos cultists, they they may have found that funny. Are you gonna have me act? Uh, uh, try something too, or would I use my history to help? If you, you wanted to help out, it would be you trying to. You know what he's doing. You're trying to kind of help block him and you want to do it in a casual way. So that way I would let you roll act under fire. Yeah, yeah I'll give that a shot then. I'm not bad at it. I fire. will say if you fail this, it basically makes his success moot because they're going to notice you being weird. That's a seven. OK. Is there any drawback for not getting a full success yes. for this or OK? <laughs> of course there is. Why would I? Now ask? we just have we just have too complicated decisions yeah. to make exactly so you start walking by and book you're trying to kind of stay to the side a little hunched over from ocean right when you're right by the chaos cultists one of them turns to the bartender to try to order another drink and they're basically like facing you too and you see that moment and you have to like hunker down more and ocean stands up straighter to try to block more of the sight from him as he looks and the chaos cultist's eyes lock immediate with ocean and, and he grabs you by the arm ocean and he goes hey are you that guy and he kind of pulls you to the side book to not be noticed by them you have to just kind of keep going and walk separated i think that's a good plan just to keep going because you are more personable anyway so you'd probably be better off talking to talking to her and i can distract them or them, I guess. I actually, quite I was gonna say, I think this is actually kind of a good thing because you you can do like three things, and I can just do one thing. One is you can pay off your debt to the bartender. You can distract the chaos cultists so they hopefully don't see me. And three is you can ask the bartender for information, and then we can compare what we get and kind of cor corroborate what each person says. I think this is potentially come to our favor well let me change that then. no <laughs> i give ocean a look that conveys all of that perfectly yes. yeah it's, it's a lot very of very good friends like... my plus two history I'm not, means i can't entirely i give him a little side and then i nod and i give a thumbs up <laughs> and then I, I like i like sign like cash and then <laughs> what actually happens <laughs> what actually happens is <laughs> as they grab your shoulder uh ocean you just make yourself like really big like you turn straight facing them like oh hi nice to see you and block their vision entirely and you and book uh you scurry away uh to the corner and the chaos cultists uh talking to you ocean they go are you the guy um are you friends with um that 
the the little one who the know it all. You know that guy? Pamphlet. <laughs> they that. think my name's Pamphlet because I handed out pamphlets. <laughs> yeah. The pamphlet guy? Do you know him? Uh, yeah, we're friends. I why, was just why? talking about him. We were telling the bartender the story of what went down. That was so funny. That was like ridiculous what happened. And we were like, it's crazy that you come in here and we were like just talking about it. Like, what are the odds? What are the odds? Can you tell uh, me? Can you I, tell me? I, I, <laughs> tell I me what the odds are. I can't tell you the odds. It's, it's, it's chance. It's pure random chance. I bet pamphlet could. He probably could. He's very smart. <laughs> I bet he would know those odds right away. Do you want a drink? Yeah, actually, it was coming over here to pay off a tab with the bar Oh, yeah, right yeah. Here. You pay off that tab, but we'll buy you a drink. We actually, we order them special here. Okay. You want to try one? Yeah, sh- sure. Okay, great. Um, a little a bit of sweat, like, pulls down his side of his face. <laughs> I love that my nickname is Pamphlet. All right, I'm like, uh, before good. I do this drink, I'm gonna go to the bartender. I'm like, hey, I got your battery here, and I'm gonna roll on the battery. Very coolly grabs it. He grabs it right as it rolls off the edge. He snatches it up, and he goes, "Thank you. I I knew you'd be good for it." I pinky promised. He holds his pinky up, and he goes, "You're uh, really gonna have what they're having." I'm going to lean in a little bit and be like, is there any way you can make it a little less dangerous yeah, for me? Yeah, no problem. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, then I'll, I'll have what they're having. Uh-huh. He's going to say a little bit louder. <laughs> um, he pours you a drink, and it ends up tasting like a... I was, I was about to say some fancy-ass drink that shouldn't exist in the apocalypse. Um, it ends up tasting just like a rum and coke. Yeah, when they, when they see you just drinking it normally, they're like, whoa! <laughs> Dude, we got a badass over here! <laughs> What can I say? I've got a lot of experience being down in the deep. I have to eat what I can, That's drink what crazy. I can. That's Ocean One, Beethoven <laughs> Zero. I'm gonna look over. Like, I never heard of. about Beto. Sorry, Beethoven. Yes. Any of you guys heard anything about this Ace of Spades character? Or Queen, Queen of. Sp- Any of you guys heard anything about this Queen of Spades? Spade character? over in the corner there. And they point and look right as <laughs> Book jumps behind a table. <laughs> <laughs> books casually oh, walking up looking cool and then you feel this tingle on your back and you dive behind a table as they reach over their shoulder and point in that direction and then turn back around and they go yeah uh they're they came into town um a couple like a month ago i don't know they got a pretty sweet setup i don't know everyone loves them though they're very nice very sweet oh, okay it's just not the vibe i got from that that painting, that graffiti art. Oh, the that one I saw. on the uh, old uh, apartment complex. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I stared at that for a long time. Oh, I think we uh, all we're going to jump over to over to book. As you walk up, there is silence. They don't say anything. They just look at you. I I stick my hand out. McCready, book McCready. Spade. They do not shake your hand. They actually keep their hand on their knife. You see on the table. There is a, there are way more Queen of Spades cards, just like the ones you stole. They're kind of like half set up like it was before, where a bunch are tucked into the corner, a bunch are on the table. Uh, there are also a bunch of weird small knickknacks, looks like valuable things that have been found. And on the table is also a large revolver. It looks beautiful. It's like very shiny. Like it's way too shiny for normal like gunmetal that you've seen. And it is... If it was, if the barrel was one inch longer, it would be comical how long this barrel is. But it's right at the point where it's like elegant and a little scary. <laughs> nice. And so everyone is just ignoring Juniper's rule today. Uh, it looks like just for Spade, which is how they introduce themselves. You know, this is Spade. Okay. You are just the person I was looking for. I heard that uh, you came and took a bunch of cards from my seat. I, I'm sorry. I, I think this belongs to you. And I, I hand the card back. One card. I can, I can get you, I can get you the rest. I, I didn't no, realize. No, that's fine. I don't really care about the cards. It's just that people give them to me. I don't think they use them for their game they play. They play some weird game here. It's called Old Maid. And you only need three queens for it. So I think they just had a lot of extra cards. Oh. Someone really okay. needs to teach them new games. Yeah. I, I've. I grew up on Old Maid, but um, 
I, I would welcome a new one if you, if you know of any. Yeah, I've played a couple. I don't have, like, the rules on me, but I really just wonder, why the fuck did you take all those cards? I thought they were a clue. What does that and mean? And I think... <laughs> and I, I like to... I try to figure stuff out, and I saw them, and I... I thought that maybe there was like some writing on them or like something on the inside and and, and I was going to try to, I was probably going to spend like 10 hours pulling each one apart, the laminate and seeing if there's any, anything underneath, if I'm being honest. I'm a little, I'm, um, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, give me a weird roll. Well, now oh. that my weird is plus one, don't mind if I do. That's a nine. You feel this compulsion? You've done a very good job playing it out pretty well where you're just pretty much told everything. But you also feel this additional compulsion to gift them something. Like, you feel like that would really win over favor with them. And it just comes out of nowhere. Like, that's not a normal thing. That's probably not books love language of giving gifts, I'd imagine. But you get this really weird feeling that you're like, I really should give you something. Do you have anything of, like, interest or value on you? Um, so I pat my pockets and I realize I never refilled on my beef jerky. Oh my God. So I, um, I look down at my cane for like a very long time and my hand kind of stretches towards it and then it pulls back and I say, how would you like a piece of information? I would love that. What do you want to know? Well, what do you, what do you have? What's the most valuable thing you know? What's something that would interest me or something that people don't want to know? What's like a secret? Those are always the funnest things to share. And Book book starts thinking about that because I think off the top of his head, he's like, I have no idea who, what this person's motivations are. I have no idea what they want. Well, I'm really good at getting information if there's something that you do want to know. Um, give me A, sway someone. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a six. Gosh. Well, we're making up for all the successful roles that we had the last well, couple of times. I I don't have much interest in people who don't know what they have. So how about you run along and you come back when you think you have something interesting? The way they say it, to try to stay here, you're going to have to act under fire. Okay. Or you, um, can, or you can give in and just leave. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to act under fire. It's a seven, so it's, it's, a, it's a partial success. Okay, I'm going to say either you're going to have to walk away and try this later to be able to trigger your compassionate presence, or you're going to be able to stay for a little bit, but you're going to have some compulsion to come back and give them something of value later that is significant. Okay, I'm going to stay. Okay, give me that compassionate presence role. You see, as you stay there, there is like a hint of their face has actually been like pretty non-emotional, not showing much this entire time, but there's like this hint of annoyance that flashes over their face that stabs into your heart when you stick around. I got an eight. An eight. So you get to ask me one of those questions. If they are ashamed of something that they have done, they blurted out to me. Their eyes just lock into yours. and There's nothing. No shame. <laughs> That's kind of interesting, but it does make I sense. I think it's very interesting. Can I ask you a question? I think you've had just about enough of my time, but let me hear the question, and I'll decide if I'll give you an answer. Why praise the Queen of Spades? You see that they, they chuckle a little bit, and I go, Okay, you should just run along now. I hope to see you again later, and I hope it's more worth my time. I'm gonna, okay, so, like, book, that, that interaction threw him off. He's just gonna walk up to the bar, like, not thinking about who's there. And you hear after so much. Check effort. out this motherfucker. <laughs> it's him. Pamphlet. Okay, are we gonna cut to five minutes prior? No, nothing happened during that time period. God damn they were it. drinking. <laughs> no. It's this it's pamphlet's back. Where were you? You talking to Spade over there? Yeah, I was uh do you know Spade you know Spade? Not personally. What do you think of Gunny new pamphlets? You- and they both <laughs> laugh way too hard. <laughs> I could cook some up for you if you want. Who is that guy you quoted on that pamphlet? Oh, Aristotle. That's how you pronounce that? It's ridiculous. Uh, you know. We were saying it all sorts of wrong. Not even close. Well, I mean, if you want to hear any more, I'd be, be happy to, to show you some of my books. Absolutely not. Your friend here, 
he can take a mean drink. He is just sipping on this bad boy. Oh, yeah. Look at him. I'm going to, like, hold it up. and Look at him go. Oh, what was that, Sue? It cut out for me. Look at him go. <laughs> Damn, Ocean, you, you pacing yourself there, pal? Trying to. What can I say? They know you, their uh, drinks. Settle up with uh, Juniper over there? Yeah, and you, yeah. as you look up to Juniper, he's actually headed in your direction. He kind of waves you two over away from the cultists a little bit. All right. That's, that's a good sign. <laughs> I was about to say, Book, uh, Ocean will take any excuse possible <laughs> to get away from the cultists. <laughs> Book, you've been around this bar a good amount, not like casually drinking partying, but you said you come here to kind of collect information. So mm-hmm. you've been around Juniper a good bit. You've probably never seen him look worried, and he looks a little worried right now. Normally, his his composure is like absolute, and it's always like sad but responsible, mm-hmm. like walking in the rain to a liquor store because you're too drunk to drink. <laughs> that's a nice. And that's a nice analogy. At this moment, at this moment, he looks like a little bit worried, and he goes, "Um, you may want to head out the back. Hickory's men are looking for you." Hey, thanks for the heads up. What's the um what's the deal with uh spade pack and heat over there? Oh, they they provide um some security that we were previously lacking. I I never known anyone to pick a fight with you before. Yeah. It's uh pretty uncommon, but <laughs> no one picks a fight with them. What can you tell us about them? Uh showed up, we're looking for a job, proved themselves pretty handy, uh, in short order. I don't know why they're in town. I think they got bigger fish to fry here than working at a bar. They spend most of their days in here. I'm going to use my improvement and unlock. To get a big ass going. (laughs) I think think Book's experience in Subtropolis has kind of opened up a new side of him. And I think that's kind of been highlighted by his interaction with uh, Pistachio and with the Queen of Spades. And I'm going to uh, unlock Stern Presence. Which is one of my Ooh. characters. Oh, yeah, another um, one. So you have both options. Now that's now. what you're going to roll when you enter the bar <laughs> in the future. <laughs> this little shrimp intimidating everyone with a stern and, um, look. I'm going to use it now to see. I'm going to try to scan the room, but I especially want to see what's going on with Juniper because he doesn't see him himself. And I definitely want to see what's going on with Spade. And so, what stern presence does uh, when you enter. When you enter into a situation, roll plus hard. On a 10 plus, both. On a 7 to 9, choose 1. If anyone here is intentionally told lies, betrayed trust, or sown confusion, they can't meet your eyes. If anyone here needs your help, they meet and hold your eyes. On a miss, something else catches your attention first. Ask the MC Hmm. what does. So I'm rolling plus hard. Give me that hard roll. Which is not my best, absolutely. I like the move. It's very fitting here, too. That's a natural 12. Minus one, so an 11. Oh, dang. If, if they can't hold my gaze, it means that they've lied or sown... What was it? Intentionally intentionally told lies, betrayed trust, or sown confusion. The other one is if they need my help, they meet and hold my gaze. So I'm, I am anticipa- I'm like anticipating Juniper to hold my gaze, and I'm anticipating spades to not be able to hold my gaze, but I'm going to let you sort that out. With this new feeling in you of this just resolve, and you have some sort of very stern look on your face, you look like a proper gentleman, and you see you lock eyes with Juniper. You look behind you, you kind of scan the room, and there is one person uh, sitting at just a random table who is averting their eyes from you. You don't recognize this person. They're averting eyes to you. You look into the back corner, and Spade is just staring straight at you. Oh, oh wow. shit. God, but you blew your roll so badly. We have to leave and come back if you want to get But I'm going to ask, hey, Juniper, who's that, who's that guy behind me? The one who couldn't hold my gaze. Uh, that there is uh, Mako. He, uh, he runs some of the power lines in the town. I don't know much about him. Uh-huh. I, think, I think I might. Cogs are um, starting but, to connect. But Juniper, is, is everything okay? I, I need you to get out of here as soon as possible. I apologize, but... 
I can't have Hickory's men causing a ruckus in here. Hey, no, no worries. I'm uh, I'm sorry if I brought any heat onto you. We'll, we'll get out of here. I'm sure it's not your fault. I flip him a, a triple A and I, and I walk out. Big spender. Big spender. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you guys going out the back like he suggested? Or are you going out the front? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. There's like the shittiest, smallest kitchen of all time that's like not used ever in an emergency. <laughs> they can make emergency fries and a burger, but it's like never used. No, just a grilled cheese, yeah. no meat. Yeah, it's like, it's literally like. <laughs> they don't have a fridge. It looks like a walk-in closet. It's like a skinny, long room that then leads. There's another door that heads out the back. Um, when you head out back there, uh, what are you guys trying to do? Well, I don't think I can go back to my place because Pistachio was real unhappy with, with my behavior today. So I'm going to turn to He's real ocean. unhappy with both of our behaviors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how happy he'll be at my or place, we too. we crash tonight? Do you, think, do you think Johnny Hertz would put us up? Johnny Hertz owes us a favor. He said to come to him if and we need we, anything. We got to install that TTE. So maybe we should lay off on the uh, references to Hickory Fleek and, and just ask if now's a good time for us to do that work since he's off air since it's nighttime are you guys trying to get there without being seen trying to yes. keep it low how are you trying yeah. to do that is there like a specific way You're trying to just look casual trying to disguise yourselves trying to sneak from corner to corner i think we're probably pretty familiar with the town so uh definitely want to be keeping to routes that aren't normally traversed i don't think we could easily disguise ourselves unless you have any idea on how to do that but uh, so canonically i wear a long cloak which is makes me pretty distinguishable but i can also maybe pop my collar and try to disguise my silhouette a little bit and then i was thinking we could probably do like a a bit of a like a leapfrog system where we just kind of you know each you know one of us will run to the corner kind of check it out and flag the other one over and that way we don't we don't yeah. double up anywhere because we are, as a duo, we are super recognizable. And specifically sticking to areas that we know aren't yeah. frequently traversed. I'm wondering, do you think, like, does Frida have, like, an, like Frida Al Frida's Alley, where it's just most of their work is kind of located to a specific area? I'm wondering if, like, maybe Hickory's people avoid that place because they don't want to be associated with those opinions. I like that, that that exists. Yeah, it's probably not like huge, yeah. but yeah, there's a intersection of alleyways between four buildings that are still mostly standing that all along the walls is a bunch of graffiti and you can actually see some of the like early works from Frida are still on there. They seem to be keeping for okay. the sentimental value. So I'd like to I'd like to route us through Frida's alley and then I would like you to describe Frida's abundance of works to us in great detail. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sounds this good. plan. Okay, uh, then both of you give me a try something challenging roll. I like the idea, though, so I'll give you both advantage on it. Oh, sweet. Thank God. Okay. okay. Got a two and a three, so oh. off to a good start. Oh, no. This one better be better. I got the exact same thing, so uh, four. <laughs> I did so bad. <laughs> I rolled three twos, and I have a minus one. You guys start jumping, building to building, staying out of sight lines, knowing the paths that people don't walk down very frequently, especially Hickory's men, who are usually looking out at like places of residence and things like that. So you guys go like through a market um, and you're heading towards uh, Frida Alley is what you call it, which is where there's all this artwork that I'm about to have to describe in excruciating detail. Uh, you see it. There's kind of one last gap between buildings that you have to get across from that is pretty heavily traversed but you guys take your time you wait till there's like a group of people moving by and you start trying to um, run across frida keeps these like worn uh tapestries on each corner of this of this um intersection of these buildings to kind of separate it out and you know that hickory's men would normally stay far away from this area they don't like you said they don't like being associated with it um and you guys skitter through and dive behind this curtain and then you hear this shotgun cock and book you feel one press right up against the back of your neck and we'll end there today <laughs> <laughs>
We really hope you liked this episode, but whether you did or didn't, you should play the show out loud on road trips so everyone trapped in the car with you can make their own informed opinions. You can tell us what you and your captives thought by emailing at oops at stew.cool. That's O-O-P-S at S-T-U dot C-O-O-L. Stu Masterson does our music and editing. Jacob Cecil provides our remote medical services. And I made our logo. Stay tuned for more of our subterranean adventure. Love you, bye.